If you travel to a venue for an upcoming event, let's say a music concert, you will judge your journey and experience on a number of factors. The infrastructure or roads that led to the venue and the closeness and proximity and capacity of a nearby car park are both very important considerations for your overall experience. And your immune cells, or those cells in our body that fight against pathogens, have the same modern day challenges as us. They are, however, less likely to leave a bad review on TripAdvisor or Google. The venue your immune cells will travel to will be infected tissue. The infrastructure is the tissue's blood supply. And the car parks, well, they can be considered as the nearby lymphatic tissues. Today, let's consider the common sore throat as our music gig of choice. And let's focus on the immune cell car parks that are your tonsils. tonsil probably has Gaulish or French origins and loosely means something like almond or oval shaped. Loosely. Contemporary or colloquial use often refers to the tonsil as the massive lymphoid tissue found in the oropharynx or the back of your throat. But you will come across the word tonsil to describe other parts of the body that are tonsil or almond shaped. For example, the cerebellar tonsils are rounded parts of the cerebellum at its base, and they are so called because they resemble the tonsils in the throat. Today, however, let's focus on the throat-related tonsils and build some knowledge and detail of their anatomy. Now, for the purpose of accuracy, there are in fact three main types of tonsils in and around the throat. The ones you likely think of when you hear the word tonsil they are those visible at the back of the oropharynx, and these are actually called the palatine tonsils due to their very close relationship to the soft palate, hence palatine. Now go check these out in the mirror. You will find a right and a left palatine tonsil, either side of the oropharyngeal isthmus or the opening at the back of your throat, with that dangly thing sitting centrally being called the uvula of the soft palate. So that is one tonsil down, but where are the other tonsils then? Well, you have a tonsil at the back of your nasal cavity called the nasopharyngeal tonsil, or more commonly just referred to as the adenoids. And you also have lingual tonsils, which you can probably guess by the name are found around the tongue. Specifically, these ones live at the base of your tongue, out of sight from a simple examination with a pen torch. Now, if you play the game join or connect the dots with these three groups of tonsillar tissue, you form a ring. This ring is eponymously called Valdez ring, and it is an area that is particularly important in childhood when your then naive immune system is exploring the germ-ridden environment that is our world for the very first time. Now, I've already alluded to the function of the tonsils in my slightly loose analogy above, where I suggested they are car parks for your immune system. And that is essentially what they are. They are external world-facing blobs of lymphoid tissue that provide an interface for your immune cells to sample the nearby tissue that is prone to becoming infected, your aerodigestive tract. Just consider how many colds you've had over your lifetime. Now, just as car parks only exist in hot spots people want to visit or need to congregate at, you only have clumps of lymphoid tissue at infection-prone hotspots in the body. We also find tissue not called tonsils, but have a lymphoid function elsewhere. And we broadly group this tissue under another umbrella term, malt, or mucosa-associated lymphoid tissue. The tonsils are an example of this that live in the oral mucosa, but you also have malt in your gastrointestinal tract, an example of which is called Peyer's patches, 
which my GI colleagues hate when I call these the tonsils of the gut. That's my ENT-centric view of medicine and anatomy for you. To take my car park analogy further, the mucosa-associated lymphoid tissue, abbreviated to MALT, is the name of the company for the immune cell car parks, palatine tonsils being the specific location of one of their outlets. Let's jump into some applied or clinical anatomy then. When a pathogen infects the oropharynx, your tonsils become more active to help ward off the infection. Occasionally, the tonsil itself can become infected, which we term tonsillitis, and this is more commonly the palatine tonsils that are the problem. Recurrent palatine tonsillitis can cause the tonsils to enlarge, and these immune car parks can overflow, causing more harm than good. In some cases, an ENT surgeon may opt to remove the palatine tonsils, conducting a palatine tonsillectomy, which doesn't stop sore throats, but certainly stops tonsillitis. You are still able to fight off sore throats, but your immune cells are left having to catch the bus to the music concert instead of parking nearby. One of the reasons we do not take everyone's tonsils out to experience tonsillitis is balancing risk versus benefit. Most people will outgrow suffering a period of recurrent tonsillitis, and the operation itself is not without risks. The palatine tonsils have a very rich blood supply from multiple branches of the external carotid artery, just as your car parks have a good infrastructure or road system to and from them. Anywhere from 7 to 10% of people bleed after a tonsillectomy, and this can be life-threatening, albeit rarely. You may also have problems with adenoids in your childhood, where they become so enlarged they block the nose, causing a blocked or runny nose, snoring, and sometimes contributing to middle ear problems such as glue Lingon tonsils are less of an issue. Now, as you grow older and your immune system matures, your need for tonsillar tissue reduces, just as our frequency of attending car parks for music concerts likely does. The tonsils therefore shrink, with the adenoids almost completely disappearing or involuting in most people after childhood, with only an unlucky minority suffering tonsillitis as adults. And that is it. The tonsils, the lymphatic tissue found in the upper aerodigestive tract, divided into palatine, nasopharyngeal or adenoids, and lingual tonsils, each with a very rich blood supply and a host of medical issues to accompany them. We didn't discuss complications of tonsillitis today, but I'll save that anatomy for another time. Thanks for dropping by the lab today. Speak to you again very soon on another episode of Dissectable Meat.